Right now, we are checking back in with show contributor Scott Chance. Hello again. Hi, how's it going? Very well. Yourself? Oh, pretty good. Jill, do you get ever, like, anxious at work? You don't strike me as a person who feels like you need um, a lot of external validation. That is correct. And how did you get to be that way? Or were you were you always that way? I think I've always kind of been that way. Yeah. Yes. See, and do you think that you are, like, in the minority there? Um, perhaps, yes. I think you absolutely yeah. are. Okay, I yes. think you are. Like, if you even just look around, like, at our team, I think that, and, like, I'll put my hand up for sure. Like, I am a dude who needs external validation. I know that I work well with, like, positive reinforcement. When I'm in a leadership position, I use positive reinforcement. I think that, like, that's the way. But I also realize that I've gone too far, like we've taken it too far. And it's like, tell me I'm good enough. Tell me I'm good enough, right? And this is a thing that's like happening across the workforce. You know, all these companies are doing workplace studies and seeing that this is like a real thing. And people are starting to react to it. And uh, Melody Wilding, she's an author of a book called Trust Yourself. Stop overthinking and channel your emotions for success at work. And she talks a lot about how this like need for constant validation can actually like make things worse for you. So I got to speak with her and I asked her, you know, like, why is it that we as humans constantly need this validation, especially at work? Yeah. And, you know, I want to be clear that as humans, we we all have a need to feel like we belong and other people respect us and value us. So to some extent, validation is good. But where it starts to get in our way is when we become dependent on it where we feel like we can't make decisions or trust our own judgment unless other people are validating that choice. Or if you perceive that someone is not happy or pleased with what you have done, that ruins your entire day or your entire week and you ruminate over it. So the problem becomes when that validation starts to dictate your emotions, your thoughts, your behavior. Right. Yeah. And I definitely can, like I said, I can relate to that. I, I, I can see when it is starting to do that. How do we find that, that balance and what are some tips to actually kind of like act that out and stop that sort of need, that train before it gets out of control? Yeah. A lot of this comes down to developing discernment. So one of the things you can do is a simple gut check. When you are faced with a choice, Asking yourself, am I, am I doing this because I believe this is the right thing to do or because I want to be seen a certain way? And so that can help you discern whether you're acting out of your true beliefs and values or whether you're doing something to fit into a certain perception. Okay, that actually is really interesting and seems like a pretty good um, cuz I think we do sort of know in our in our gut, right? That like, oh, am I why am I doing this? What's my motivation? Am I just feeling sort of insecure? And, you know, there's a lot of stuff kind of tied into this. And I think one of the things that you have, like, also written about and that um, a lot of people can relate to is this idea of, like, layoff anxiety. Um, You know, sort of post-COVID, we know that tons of companies have been uh, making changes and uh, inflation and budgetary concerns and stuff. And I think we're all equally just, like, a little bit more uh, concerned about where we stand at our workplace and wanting to know that like our job is secure and the validation is a part of that. 
Yeah, and I'll also add to that, you know, you were mentioning with COVID, and we've seen over the past three going on four years now, this major shift to more remote and distributed work. And when that happens, when there's more ambiguity or we lacked, we lack those signals from someone, you know, you get a, you get a little head nod in a meeting or a pat on the back in the hallway, you get those spontaneous, those more organic signs of approval that you are going in the right direction. But when you're remote or you're only going to, into the office a few days a week, those signals start to disappear and our mind starts to fill in the gap negatively and read into situations. And of course, as you were saying, we're living through such a high threat time and all of those things taken together can can really lead to this feeling of, of layoff anxiety, of uncertainty, fear of when is the next shoe going to drop. So how, how do we combat that? How do we make sure that when that, like that space, you know, the head nod in the meeting or the little social cue, how do we make sure that that space doesn't fill up with negative thoughts and we fill it up with something more positive? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you three strategies. So the first is to separate fact from fiction. So separate the facts of the situation versus the story you might be telling yourself in your head. So do an honest assessment about the environment that you're in. Are you noticing your company starting to put into place cost-saving measures? Are projects being frozen? Is there a hiring freeze? Are sales down? Is your workload lighter than usual? So those are some questions to help you honestly assess. Could there, is there a factual reason that a layoff might be on the horizon? Or are my fears getting the better of me? So that's number one. Number two is to take constructive action. So a lot of this is about using your fears and turning them into fuel. So using this, this time and these concerns that you have to connect with your manager, to get a better sense of how does my work actually connect to what the company's strategic objectives are? Do I have uh, a clear understanding of how my work is affecting the bottom line? And that gives you power because you can either find out that, oh, I actually am at risk, or you can job craft. You can look at how can I start tweaking my, my, my role to take on different projects or responsibilities that do provide me a bit more security. Is there an opportunity to me to, for me to look at possibly changing teams? So take constructive action. And then the last thing I'll say is to use a strategy that's called defensive pessimism, which in simple terms means take your fear out to its extreme. So let's say that you did get laid off. What would you do? Well, what are the exact next steps that you would deal with? For example, would you start working on your resume, update your LinkedIn, reach out to certain people in your network? That exercise, it, it can seem... Um, quite, <laughs> quite uh, difficult to do or, or maybe, yes, pessimistic to do, but at the same time, it gives you a feeling of control and resilience that you can handle whatever the situation is going to throw at you. That's Melody Wilding. She's the author of Trust Yourself, Stop Overthinking, and Channel Your Emotions for Success at Work. Jill, how good was that interview that I just did? <laughs> 
Right? <laughs> well Tell done, me. Scott. Thank Gold you. star for you. Validation. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Scott. You got it.